there are some good reasons to go to a church. There's many times when I don't want to go. There's times where I just want to go there and then walk out again. But then that very session that in my mind I want to leave without actually attending the service could be a time where God does a bigger and better work in my individual life. The times that I don't want to go can actually be the times where the Holy Spirit does a bigger a bigger work inside of me. We're here with published author Brian Roberts, and he is a co-author with Pat Masidi in a book that just came out called Inspired Miracles. And Brian has had a life full of many ups and downs, struggles and conflicts and lessons learned. So we're going to be chatting with Brian about what makes him unique, about what he's learned and what we can learn from him. So Brian, glad to be speaking with you. Thanks very much, uh, Robert, and thank you for here having me here today and uh, it is much appreciated thank you to Pat Masidi and everything that he's done and, and everything that he's doing and what you guys are doing I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and it's much appreciated so thank you and thank you too for showing up and I appreciate you too and that right there that you mentioned is something that's not done enough, right? Just a simple, just, hey, thank you. I appreciate you. A little bit of positivity. It's so easy to be negative and see what's wrong with the world that just that little bit of gratitude uh, really goes a long way. So that's just something I'm, I'm inserting into my own mental data bank just as we start. And, and so what is your uh, current passion and focus? What's on your mind lately? I wrote a, a chapter. I signed up. On basically on a course with Pat Masidi. And one of the questions was asked was, who hurt you the most? And what are your fears? And going through that, <clears throat> I found that dad was the person that, that hurt me the most, but not physically, but just from him, <clears throat> just from him not having an absent father. The biggest killer in a young person's life is having a an absent father. <clears throat> okay. And I, I think we've already stumbled upon life rule number two from our conversation. We said earlier how important it is to be grateful, but also number two, now we're at is just like just showing up. And when you have a meeting, when you say you be somewhere, show up as you are and be present, be in the moment, because some things are easy to do, but some things are easy not to do. And it's so tempting to just be a, a flake or not be there, or if you are there, then not really be emotionally available. And so we read a little bit about that in your book, how uh, you, your dad, it was hard to, to speak with him. And so can you uh, tell us a little bit about that, about just like how that was like and, and what you learned from the struggles of having an absent father? Yeah, having an absent father <clears throat> basically starts off in my memories and childhood from around the age, from the age of four to five. What I experienced was <clears throat> early hours in the morning, my mother, she would be waiting for my dad to come home. And some nights she would have the radio which she could tap into the the taxi driver's station and know what time that dad would basically say cab 52 signing off 
which means which would mean he's finished his shift for the day and <clears throat> mum would know that if dad hadn't come home in a short time and he was away for a long time mum know mum knew that dad was up to no good and when dad would finally come home early hours in the morning we're all supposedly asleep they would start this little conversation in the room it would be very quiet in the beginning and end up quite loud at the end of the night so there was a lot of i experienced a lot of fighting between mum and dad dad was normally on the defense side just wanting to go to bed and have a sleep and everything like that and mum was on the attack but it was because dad being away and not coming home as soon as work finished that was the re result of that there was one night i uh, remember where my mum said you smell was actually a, a bad word but you smell like a whore or you smell like a slut where the hell have you been if you've been with that person again and our parents used to fight a lot i don't know was it every two or three months or something like that and there was one night where dad had left or they start fighting there's two things that happen in our household when they start fighting one is my dad he'll either go to the couch after fighting all night it felt like all night a couple of hours or whatever and just stay home and there would be a peace like everything's going to be okay and then there's nights then there was a, a couple of times we had just come into my room and just say see you later son and which basically meant he he's going he's leaving he won't be coming back for a minimum of six months to a few years which could be three years down the track and i used to ask my mum, where's dad mum?" and uh, she would just say oh well he's just having a break for a while and it was left out as that there was one night when my dad came to my room same sort of thing fight fight all night and moving up and down the hallway and stuff he come to my room and said the same thing see you later son and on that particular night something broke on the something broke on the inside some people could say it's like a cord that's attached to the mother that has detached to me it was like something that's just broken on the inside and from that <clears throat> you don't know it at the time but years and years later you become very insecure without a dad you don't have boundaries as a young person and it wasn't actually until i first started going to church that was the first time i started to realize there's something wrong there's something wrong that something wrong that sort of needs to be healed and worked through where are we up to Okay. Okay. What I'm getting from your answers here is that how it's important to be aware of the things that are going on. Like you mentioned a lot of these habits, right? The, the habit of your dad not coming right home. And then your mom having the habit of just as soon as dad gets home attacking, and then the habit of maybe dad will sleep on the couch or maybe dad will go away. Just, it seems like a, you were experiencing a lot of these repeat cycles and the thing that was missing as far as the stability was you having boundaries. And I can only imagine that 
as a kid, you just being so powerless, right? When mom and dad are fighting and you just, you know, what's coming and it just keeps happening. And as a kid, it's not your responsibility to change that. And there's nothing you, you could do to change it. So I can imagine how that would make you feel really, really powerless. Uh, but luckily you've put it into writing, right? Luckily, like you mentioned also this idea of healing and going through the pain. And so a lot of people, maybe they ignore their baggage, ignore their trauma, or they go fall in the trap of looking at the bad and saying, that's just how I am and making themselves feel worse. And, and it seems like it's, it still hurts some, but you turn it into something that at least makes sense to you. So can you tell us about that? Did you have the temptation of the pity party or the self-sabotage and saying, because of my past, things will always be this way. And like, how did you rise above and how did you uh, come to better terms with these things that happened to you? Well, with not having a father, I lost my, I lost my virginity at the age of 11 years old and continued down that track, looking for love, looking for comfort. So I lost all that at a very young age. It wasn't until someone actually invited me to the church when I was in the army and he said to me, why don't you come to church? And I said, okay, I'll be open-minded about it. He was a physical training instructor as well. And on the very first day that I went to his church, the Holy Spirit was just wanting to slowly heal me as an individual. I've had that experience many times going to church and it's just some people say it's like a like an onion and just slowly taking one layer off at a time when it comes to a healing in person's life personally I think it's more like a pumpkin the size of a pumpkin and a thin layer coming off just one at a time but that was the very beginning as far as my church experience going and what the Holy Spirit was doing in my life. <clears throat> and that's great. So by going to church, you can see those familiar faces. You can have that community. You can have that comfort. You can get those messages and uh, hopefully stay out of trouble and get on the right path to being a good person and making sense of all this. And as far as you uh, going to church, do you have any ahas to share as far as your spiritual journey? My spiritual journey, going to church, there's always the Holy Spirit is wanting to do something a lot of the time. Right from when I very first started going in New Zealand to where I currently am now, it's like he's always wanting to do something new, just to take another layer. Let's, let's get another healing going. There's always something that he's wanting to do. What I do love about church is, is the message. You can laugh, you can cry, you can learn, you can be rebuked, you can be encouraged, it can build your faith. There are some good reasons to go to a church. And I must admit myself, there's many times when I don't want to go. In fact, there's times where I just want to go there and then walk out again but then that very session that I in my mind I just want to once I've attended just leave without actually attending the service could be 
a time where God does a bigger and better work in someone's, and in, in, especially in my individual life, the times that I don't want to go can actually be the times where the Holy Spirit does a bigger, a bigger work inside of me. And there are many cases where when you don't want to go to something, that's when you really should go, right? That's when you should really be counterintuitive in that way. And if you're just in such a bad mood or you're so tired, that's when it's most important to go. So that way you can achieve the letting go and let that higher power do the work and peel off the layers. And I imagine also to change the channel, right? To to get a little bit of a head change. Like just before this podcast we're on, uh, I went to the, the movie theaters and, and came back and just felt like coming out of the movie theaters, I was a different person. And if I had just sat at home all day, hours up until our meeting here, I just would have been, a, it would have been a lot of sameness. So maybe there's something to be said about just the, having a, a that little bit of variety in life of, going to your church service, experiencing what there is, getting some ideas. And then when you come out of it, you're a, a completely different person than you were an hour or two before. Look, we're coming from a, I guess, a dysfunctional family and being in a dysfunctional family journey as, as just people. And it seems to be, it seems to be whatever's going on in your life, it's somehow God is wanting to just take another layer off do a little bit more cleansing, do a little bit more healing in, in whatever way that may be. But that's certainly been the experience in my life, a lot of healing. And when we went through COVID, that was a very tough time, I know, for a lot of people. And we were lucky. We were an essential job service, so we had to go to work. So we had to continuously meet with people. But when the question is asked, why should I just... Why should I go to church and not just go online? There's something there's something more powerful when you meet as a community, regardless of who you do or don't know. There's something powerful about just coming together and let God do what he wants to do in the individual life, regardless if you're there as an individual or with a family or friend or on your own, it's, it's a good time to just let um, God do what he wants to do in your life in that moment while you're present in the church with other people who are that have the same spirit that are looking for answers in their life. They're looking for healing in their life. They're looking for a place where they can call it a place that I can go to where God will speak to me and that hoping and believing that, yes, as an individual, that I will have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And that's the whole reason why we're going, is to have that encounter so he can do what he needs to do in our lives so we can be that little bit better around the people outside of the church as well, as best we can. I love that. And they say, let go and let God, right? And you, you use this term healing. And what comes to mind there is if you get a scrape or a cut on your arm, 
and then you say, oh, I just, I want it to go away instantly. It doesn't like the, just that term healing implies that it takes a while and that it might take, it's not just going to happen instantly. And so then we need to have that patience and keep doing the work, even if it's painful or uncomfortable. Imagine if someone said, I want to lose some weight. And I went to the gym and I showed up one time. And why, why haven't I lost the weight? Because you have to keep on returning and, and keep on doing these things, especially when sometimes it feels like there's no progress being made, but then other times there's more. And then you, you look back later and you say, man, look at how far I've come. And as far as you breaking the, the generational trauma, you had this, this bad upbringing and the absent father. And I know that from your book, you said that the situation is not ideal as far as your communication with your children, but how are you a better parent and a better family compared to your upbringing? Put it this way, if I if I never went to church, I would have continued on as I was as a young person, as a fatherless father, not knowing your boundaries and not really knowing values, what to install or what to support in your kids. See, one of the greatest weakness that's come from my father to me, to my children, is to have a, it's very hard to have a proper conversation. When we speak, I'm just like my dad, night son, I'm off to bed. Or I might one ask, ask one question. How does that help you going to church? What, how it has helped me going to church is the number one thing is that I'm still married. Since I've been married and had my first wife, I've never left. And it's been a hard marriage. We've had a daughter with a disability who's, that, that's hard for parents who have kids with disabilities. And the easy thing to do is to run and separate and not face the challenge. <laughs> so there's that side. And then there's the side of just being married without having that father figure and that sort of role model in your own household with your own parents. So for young people, there's a lot of good people at church. There's a lot of good people. Something that I've learned, probably the number one thing that I learned from a dad is do the opposite, which is instead of running from the marriage when the fights happen, as me and my wife, we used to fight about once a month and say we're going to divorce each other once a month. But the one thing that we've always done, and she's come from a, a Catholic background, and uh, the one thing that we have done is we have stayed married. And by staying married, it's even though we don't have good communication in our household we're getting installed of the values and we're hearing in some way or form to be a better parent or a better person and just allowing the holy spirit to keep our family together as you start to learn some of the values that actually come from the bible god said he hates divorce so that's a good reason to stay 
two, it breaks his heart. It's another reason to stay. And three, it'd be a better world, I think, if we stayed with our partners than just run as it's so easy to do. So back to you, Robert. Okay, so just to absorb what you're saying, you, you said that it's important to go to church. That way you can work on these values and being around other people who are working on uh, these values, like keeping your family together and being a, a better person every day and sticking to your word and being trustworthy, being honest, all these other things. And you're also saying that it's important to stick around and that you will have those life difficulties. It is easy to cut and run, but it's also uh, reassuring what you're mentioning here because I don't know about you, Brian, but some days I'll just be thinking like, yeah, why aren't we going off on an adventure? Like I have a, a wife and a, a three-year-old boy and some, some days I'll say, why aren't we going to the beach or going to the mountains? But some of those just ordinary days of being around and having the those average adventures, it's good. It's better than the chaos and the drama or tearing the family apart. So just some days that's all you can hope for. It's just to have the boring, mundane, but also happy uh, moments that will not come again, right? Once you have your go around in life, then that's it. You can't get that time back. You can't go those young years back. And so we all have the, these challenges. And would you say, is there, have you had a number one challenge or just a really big challenge worth speaking about that you want to share? Yeah, there is. I, I, yeah, I will go there. There's been two challenges in life and I wrote both of them in the book. One of them is that when it comes to academics, I am just not an academic person. Um, I remember when I was at high school, at the end of the session, the teacher, Mrs. Marsh, she came to me and she just started to talk about all the answers in that subject that we last had. And she gave me all the answers to me. And then she asked me to repeat those questions back to her. And like a fish in water, the information just went over my head. The brain, get, for me, the brain gets overloaded very quickly. And I wasn't able to repeat those answers back to her. And I remember her saying, I have just told you the answers, but I, I just couldn't, couldn't give her those answers back. And even later on in life, when I was doing my physical training instructors course, I was able to do, there's three courses you've got to do. I was able to do the first one, which was about 90% practical and 10% theory. So that I was okay there. But when it came to the one that was more advanced and more learning and stuff like that, I just wasn't able to comprehend and retain and keep that information in my head for when it comes to the test. I got removed from that course. So that was a heartbreak because I wanted to follow my brother in the same footsteps and become a physical training instructor as he was a very good boss to me. He helped me in many ways but when it came to academically it was something I just could not retain information and that has kept me back in life so I'm now 56 years of age uneducated and it seems like I can only learn the very basic things in life so that's been a challenge that has been a challenge back to you Robert okay so you have ha had these academic challenges but what's 
good about your story there is that you still tried, right? Even though you said you're, you're not good at it, it was really difficult. Uh, you didn't just self-sabotage or give up, which is very tempting to do in that sort of situation to tell yourself these sorts of stories that just really uh, hold you back. So at least you, you've done your best and you've tried and you've done what you, you can do to get to as far as where you've gotten. And so your book that you've mentioned a few times where you have this chapter is at inspiredmiracles.com. And do you have any other next steps here? Any other places to send someone? Do you have a website? Do you have any contact information if someone wants to reach out? I don't have that. I don't have that website and stuff as yet. That hasn't been set up. It's something that we need to work through. So I don't have that contact information at this stage, or a website about it. But that is something that we need to work through. I know on the book it had my email address, and it looked like you could take a camera shot or something. But I'm not too sure how that works, Robert, when it comes to that side of things as I'm not a savvy person. So yeah, having that information, I'm not quite sure on the technical side of how that's going to work at this stage. Okay, the way that it will work is underneath this video in this podcast episode, there will be some links. And when the there's the new website, we'll update that. And then, but it, so it seems like for now, inspiredmiracles.com is the place to go. And then when someone turns to the final page of your chapter, they can just take their phone and put it on the camera mode, like when you're about to take a picture, and you just hover over it as if you're taking a picture of it. But instead of hitting the take picture button, a little pop up appears, and then someone can click on that, and it will open up them sending an email message to you. And so that way they can, at the very least, congratulate you and say, hey, I uh, heard you on Pat Masidi's bestselling author podcast, great job on that episode, or if they want to have this further discussion about that your church going advice or living better values or better principles or not repeating the the past uh, generational mistakes any of those things they can just type the quick one or two sentence message and start speaking with you and so we there's a lot that we've been uh, able to think about and unpack and uncover and some of it's been uh, a little bit painful but that's okay right because we push through the discomfort and get to some of these ahas and then hopefully do as you've been saying do a little bit better today than you did yesterday and it's a uh, it's slow and steady progress and yeah, it's just a, a good path, a good journey to be on. And so thank you very much, Brian, for showing up. And as we're about to wrap up our conversation, is there any last final parting words you feel like sneaking in here? Or do you feel like we left anything out? What are your thoughts about just the last little bit of our conversation? My only thoughts is that anyone out there, Robert, who's thinking, who's thinking about possibly going to a church, I'd just encourage them. Find a place where you'd like to go. For some people, it's very easy to click and build relationships and find family. For others, it can be very difficult to click, find family and find friends in a short time. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we've got absolutely no friends at church or whether you've got a, a lot of friends at church at the end of the day we're all going there for one thing which is we're going there 
to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Let him do what he wants to do in your life. And that would be my advice. Just go. What a wonderful message. Just go. If you feel like you're having the, these life struggles, if you feel like you've lost your way, if you're too stressed out, don't know what to don't have very good connections or friends, don't think about it. Just find a church near you. Go so you can have that encounter with the Holy Spirit. So that's a homework assignment for anyone listening. If church is your thing or it could be your thing, despite the cheesiness and the corniness where they, I don't know about you, Brian, but they sometimes play the songs where I go and it's just, you sit there and, and let it happen and every, everyone's having a good time and there's nothing at all wrong with that. So don't think about it. Just go. That's the homework assignment. Go to your church see what happens. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go ahead, do it right now, and we'll see you in church. And thank you, Brian, for showing up and being vulnerable and authentic and giving us these stories and lessons. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And the very last thing, Robert, is not only go to church, but keep going to church. God doesn't, everything doesn't happen on day one, and your needs may not get met, or whatever it is, in, in a couple of weeks. Might not even be a couple of years, might not even be a decade. But the whole reason you're going is to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. If you can find family, if you can find connections, that's a beautiful bonus. If you can't, you still go anyway. You still go anyway. You're there to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Because there's one promise that all of us one day <clears throat> are going to meet our maker. And regardless of whether you have 100 friends at ch church, whether you have no friends at church, it's probably a good time to start to meet them now. So start going to church and stay at church. When I mean stay, don't just go for a short time, visit here and there and then take off again. Continue to go week from week. Be a higher tender. Be a higher tender at church and see what God wants to do in your life. Because that's what we're going for at the end of the day to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit so he can do the work that he needs to do before one day you meet him. Fantastic. Lovely message. Step one, go to church till thinking about it, just do it. But then step two, repeat step one. Don't just go once or, or twice and expect to have the ongoing benefits. Keep on going that way you develop that good habit. And that's what we've been talking about a whole conversation, right? Is developing better habits, better boundaries. And so a very doable habit and boundary to work up to build up is to be a regular attender of church so there is your homework assignment from brian is go to church but then keep going and so uh, thank you very much brian for sharing all this with us thank you very much robert and thank you to you and once again to pat Mercedes um, for allowing us to have this opportunity i just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to you both thank you so much for everything that it is doing for the people that you're helping and encouraging especially again through Pat Mercedes, through his Mindset Club and different things that he's doing with people. He's helping a lot of people in Australia and around the world. And all we can say is thank you very much to the both of you.